Hey guys, welcome to Paddy's Playbook here. We are a new podcast and very excited to produce content for our listeners. We are a sports podcast that will discuss all the latest topics covering NRL, AFL, NBA, NFL, MLB, plus many, many more. I'm a massive sport fanatic. As a fan, what a time of the year it is for sport. With the NRL going into its last regular season round this weekend, the top eight set, bring on footy's finals in two weeks, baby. The AFL just finished the regular season last weekend. Finals will start in two weeks as well. Top eight set, that's going to be cracker. What about the NBA? The playoffs have already crept onto us. We're already witnessing the conference finals. In the West, LA Lakers, Denver Nuggets. In the East, Boston Celtics, Miami Heat. Wow, no one would have predicted that. Crazy scenes. Bubble's been very, very interesting. There's roughly 10 games or less for the um, MLB, the baseball, for, until their postseason. That's going to be amazing. Things are really going to heat up over there. And week two of the NFL has just been completed. This podcast will provide exclusive previews and reviews of all the big matches, analyze team performances, discuss our tips and predictions, discuss who we think are the contenders and pretenders, report the hottest sporting news, and host special guests. So let's discuss our first ever topic of the podcast. Let's dig into the NRL, baby. So we will preview this round, round 20, the last round of the regular season. And then we'll look into some footy finals action in um, two weeks and what to expect. And yeah, so first game for round 20 is Thursday night, 7.50 up at Suncorp Stadium. Brisbane Broncos, North Queensland Cowboys. So this should be a very, very interesting match. Um, Broncos are currently 16th, so last. And if they lose this one, they're going to be awarded... Given the wooden spoons, which will be their first first wooden spoon in franchise history, so it's a huge huge match um, for the Bronx. You'd think they um, if, if if they can't get up for this one, the the lads and their troops can't be revved up and give it their all, just hundred percent effort, just give it their all, try and get the win, um, go out with a bang. It's yeah, it's going to be disappointing if they don't don't just don't provide good footy and just just give it your all, lads. That's all I can say. So. These two clubs have, you know, they've got a very strong, very, very strong um, competitive history since probably since the 2015 Grand Final. So a lot of their games have gone extra point and I'm a golden point, sorry. And yeah, it's going to be exciting. So should be a good match. Lots to play for for the Bronx. I do think the Cowboys will win though. Big Jason Tamalolo back, Valentine Holmes at fullback. So I'm going to... I'm going to tip the Cowboys this week to, to win. I do think, um, unfortunately, sorry to all the Broncos fans out there, I do think they deserve the wooden spoon. They've, um, we all know how how their year's been. We've heard enough in the media, but yeah, I, I just feel like they deserve it this year. This will, this will be um, a big learning curve for them, big step forward. So I think Cowboys will be too strong on Thursday night. So then we'll go to the 6 o'clock game on Friday night, the Titans versus the Knights. Oh my goodness, have the Titans been playing well. They are flying to end the season. Can't make the finals, but they've won four in, a, four in a row, four on the trot, and just building for next year, I guess. Got some huge signings coming. 
next next season, David Fafita, Tino, Herman Sase. It's exciting times for the um for all the fans and the the club up on the on the glitter strip up in the Goldie. So yeah, the um the Knights in this game, it's in my opinion must win. They're currently um sitting sixth sixth in the um on the ladder. If they win this game, they'll stay sixth and they'll um earn themselves a home. Home, um, home ground final first round. So, up at the Hunt up at Newcastle, I think it's extremely crucial to win this win this match, and then gives you that that first round opportunity, first work opportunity in the finals. So, I'm gonna stick with the Knights, tip the Knights. So I'm expecting a big one from them, make a statement. Then the 7:50 p.m. game on Friday, we've got the Rabbitohs Roosters. Now this should be another cracker. Um, Rabbitohs, they could if they win and Knights lose, um, they could go to sixth and then they get the home home final in week one. So it's 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 there's a lot on the line for both clubs. Roosters, they can they can win and finish third, or they could lose and finish fourth. So you know teams are still there's still a bit of movement in the top eight for um, positioning going into the last round. So there's there's a bit to play for. Um, for the Roosters, they're just Trent Robinson, their coach. Wow, he just gets the Knows when to get the best out of them. Gets them firing, heading into finals footies. Just gets momentum. Throughout the year, knows when to rest players. And they're just building, building. They look very, very, very scary. Um, so I think they will be too strong. Too strong, the Roosters, on Friday night. I think they'll comfortably get it done. They're, um, in saying that, though, they are missing missing a few oh, missing a few players. Yeah, Joey Marnie's being rested. Isaac Liu is being rested. So... We'll see how that goes, but I'm expecting the Roosters a big one. Teddy's back, best player in the world. They should um should make another statement, I believe, heading into the finals. Our Sunday, our Saturday afternoon game, sorry, 3 p.m. The Bulldogs and the Panthers at ANZ Stadium. So this should be another interesting match. Um, the Panthers will be looking for 15 straight wins here, which is just bizarre. No one would have expected this from from them this year. They're um they're flying. Um, the Bulldogs, they're, they've been performing. They, you know, there's been games where they've compete for 80 minutes. Um, they had a great win last week against the Rabbitohs. They've every, every week they're, they're giving it their all. They're competing for most of the matches. Not many, not many games. They get blown out too much. Um, so the efforts there, I think they're just struggling on a bit of talent. So hopefully they can, they go out, give it their all, their last game of the season. And, um, We'll see how see we'll see how that goes, but I expect the um, Panthers to be too strong, continuing their winning form and head into the head into the finals just flying. They're um they're an exciting young team. So I think this week actually Dylan Edwards is being rested, Stephen Crichton, their strike center, and big Viliami Kikau, their edge forward, this the wrecking ball. So we'll see how that goes. And on the, the on the Bulldogs side there, I think um Eight players have been told by the club that they're unwanted for next year, so that's that's sad. But the doggies have to try and turn things around and take a step forward. Um, obviously, new coach next year, Trent Barrett. So those those eight players, if they're playing for the Bulldogs this weekend, hopefully they just go out, give it their all for the club that have given them a great opportunity to play rugby league, NRL professional rugby league. So uh, it should be an exciting game. So we'll go to the Panthers in that one. Alright, then 5.30 Saturday afternoon, Sharks and Raiders. So this should be a, probably, this could be the game of the round, one of the games of the round. Um, unfortunately for the Sharkies, no 
No, Johnson, Sean Johnson, he's snapped his Achilles, which is heartbreaking for the Sharks. So that's going to be a big, huge, oh, huge loss, huge loss for the Sharks. Um, the Raiders, they're sitting in fifth. They can potentially sneak into the top four if Parramatta lose. Um, so we'll have to see what happens there. But then Ricky Stewart, the Raiders head coach, has rested a heap of their, heap of their stars. So Charles Nickel, Clockstad, CNK, their halves pairing, George Williams and Jackie Boy Whiten. Captain, co-captain, um, Jared Croker, Jordan Rappiner, Just Papali, um, John Bateman's out. I'm pretty sure he hurt his elbow on the weekend, but if this was a must-win match, he'd be fit, ready to rumble, ready to go. So Raiders resting, no Sean Johnson. Sharks, they haven't beaten a top eight side all year, so this could be their, this could be their opportunity, their chance. Um, last round of the regular season, so this could be it. They might. They might get a win here. I do think I'm going to tip the Sharks. I'm going to we'll go off the home side. No Johnson, but they've got a lot to play for. They just need to try and get some momentum, I guess, going into next week's finals. They can get a win. All you need, I guess, all you need is just a good 80-minute performance in the finals, and you can you can pick someone off as an underdog. So Sharks just can string a win together here. Might give them that that confidence they needed. Their first win against the top eight side, and they could go into the finals and just give it their all, they might, you know, come out on top, so we'll tip the Sharkies here at home, I think they'll be too strong in a close one, then our 7.30 game on Saturday night, this should be brilliant, West Tigers host the Parramatta Eels, so this will be ben- Benji Marshall's last game for the Tigers, what a what a club legend, how much he's offered to the club, premierships, he's just the ultimate leader, role model for all the kids, he's just phenomenal, phenomenal athlete. So the Tigers are going to be, they're going to be revved up. They're going to want to do it for Benji. So they're going to be um tough, gritty side. The Tigers are, they're going to be ready to rumble. So, and then we got the Eels. I expect a, um, expect a big match from the Eels. Um, big defensive game. BA, Brad Arthur, their coach, head coach should be, um he'll have the troops revved up. It's crucial for them. I think must win. They're currently sitting in fourth. If they lose, they could slip out of the top four, which... They, yeah, that's that's not good for them. They they um all the hard work they've done at the start of the season, they started off flying. Um, I think they deserve to be a top four team. So I think they should win. Yeah, this this week's a must win for the Eels. Their attack has been very, just yeah, very clunky. They haven't been haven't been um haven't been firing of late. So if they can just a good strong defensive game, frustrate the Tigers. Hopefully their attack can come off that. Mitchell Moses can. Lead the troops around, dig into the line, and Gutherson's been a freak all year, just 100% effort. So, yeah, if Parramatta can win this, you never know, a bit of confidence. Just might get them going for the finals. You never know, they could make a run. But, um, yeah, regards to Saturday's game this weekend, I, reg- I think they'll be too strong for the Tigers. So, should be interesting. Lots to play for for both sides. So, then we go to the first game on Sunday, the Warriors versus the Seagulls. So, I do believe the NRL is experimenting some new rules, potentially for next year. So, none of these teams can make the top eight. So, um, NRL is going to try out four new rule changes or officiating decisions. So, the use of the six again rule for 10 meter infringements. So, this means if, you know, your defensive line is not back on side and they... 
to get involved in the play. They're offside penalty. Instead of being able to tap it and go or kick for touch or take the two points, um, that won't be available. They'll just, it'll just be six again. So just the bell bell will go off and then um, they'll go into another set of six. So I think this might speed up the game, you know, add more fatigue, make it more exciting, more tries on the board. So it'll be interesting how this um, how this influences the match on the weekend. And then our second rule change is handover for kicks into touch rather than a scrum. So usually you'll see a lot of teams, they're leading by six or eight points and they're just controlling the clock, five, five, ten minutes, a few minutes left on the game. They'll just grubber into touch, let the clock tick down, teams will pack a scrum and they're back into the action. This won't happen this weekend for this game. Teams will kick it into touch, bam, and just wear it with the ball went out, they'll bring it in and it'll just be play the ball. So you're going to have that one, one, two minute little break for players to refuel and get set for not to, you know, to defend or attack. It'll just be straight into it, play the ball and, you know, it, it should be interesting. I think it will open the game up a bit more. You might see a bit more free-flowing footy and um, more tries, hopefully. So that'll be in- interesting. And then the third rule is nominated forwards only in the scrum. So when there are scrums for mistakes or whatnot, um, only forwards will be able to be packed in the scrum. So, you know, it'll be interesting how teams defend this. You won't be able to get your lock forward out or your edge back raw to defend one off the one off the ruck, one off the scrum. Um, so it'll be interesting how, you know, the defensive teams handle this. It could be, they might struggle, you know, it might open up open up an avenue of um, better attack. So that'll be interesting because a, a lot of the time teams put their, you know, um, edge edge forward or edge se- second rower out there that defend the first tackle and then they're just on that side and straight back into the defensive line. So it'll be interesting how that goes. And then the fourth rule will be the change in the bunker referral process to reduce stoppages. So last weekend wasn't the greatest officiating performances and refereeing, so hopefully this week's better. And um, I think everyone... Well, a lot of people are just sick of how long sometimes the bunker looks at looks at the replays. I know they've got to get it right. Um, and they want to want to get it right, obviously, but um, sometimes it can be very frustrating when it's so blatant to see. So, interesting match. Warriors Seagulls. Warriors without RTS. Roger Tuivasa-Shek. Um, he's been phenomenal this year. What a leader. Just yeah, just phenomenal what he's done. Stayed over here in Australia. Family back in NZ. Just. What a player. Um, he's missing a huge loss for the Warriors. They've, they're they going to give it their all like they have been. They always compete hard. Um, I think they've, they've built a strong culture while they've been over here. So that's that's a positive to look forward to next year. But I'll tip Manly. A um, bit more talent, I believe. So we'll see how that goes. It should be a fun, fun game of footy to watch. So we'll go Manly, see how that turns out. And our last game of the round is the St. George Dragons and Melbourne Storm. Dragons are at home. This should be very, very interesting. Um, Storm, I believe, are resting up to 12 players. So Cameron Smith, Money Monster, Jerome Hughes, a lot of their um, strike forwards. So, yeah, Bellamy's obviously resting his troops for the um, for two weeks' time in the... First week of the finals, so they're feeling fresh and charged up, revved up, ready to rumble. So it's going to be an interesting game, this one. Um, I'm going to tip the Dragons. Dragons at home, nothing to lose for, nothing to lose. You know, Storm might struggle with a bit of, um, they might come out a bit flat. The chemistry might not be there, so it should be interesting. So we'll tip the Dragons and 
see how see how that turns out. Hopefully, it's a good week of footy and um, yeah, enjoy your last regular regular season round before the footy finals, which I'm I can't wait. I'm I'm stinging for it. So yeah. All right, so let's discuss the top eight in the NRL. That's set and footy finals in two weeks. So we'll start with the we'll go for the ladder one to eight, and we'll start with the Penrith Panthers. So this week they locked up their first minor premiership since two thousand and three. This is a huge achievement for the club. Um, last season they under some serious heat and just a lot of pressure, a lot of media heat. Um, so they've yeah they've turned it around. I certainly didn't expect them. To doing this, I didn't think they were going to make the top eight. So this is phenomenal. Big pat on the back for um, Ivan Cleary and the troops out there in the West. West is best, baby. Um, so yeah, 14 wins on the trot. Looking for their 15th win this week against the Doggies. And I believe they are looking like serious contenders this season. Um, there's still a lot of chat around the league if they can if they can match it with you know the the other powerhouses of the competition, the Melbourne Storm, the Sydney Roosters. But um, I, I believe they can. I don't buy into that. So, you know, I understand the Roosters and Storm, they've got a much more experience and they've been there and done that the last the last few years, the last 10 years. Um, so, but the Panthers, I watch them every week. I I just, I feel like they can adjust to the game. They can adapt. They every, No matter what type of game it is, if it's a tight, gritty game, they're happy just to put their nose down and just go, go hard all day. Um. They might not have the the offense or the attack, the offensive weapons like the the Storm or the the Roosters. You know your Tedesco's, your Luke Keary's, your um, Money Monsters. Cam Smith is just reads the game like there's no tomorrow. Just it's just yeah, phenomenal. Um, Pappenhausen's been a freak, but you look at Penrith, Nathan Cleary. Wow, wow, this man's just gone into another league. Just. In his own. Best best seven in the comp. Best halfback. Guiding the second youngest team in the comp around the field. Phenomenal. He'll be wearing the seven for the Blues by any injuries. Um, just a freak. And then, you know, the Panthers, blokes like Fisher-Harris in the middle. Asai Yo, just tough as nails. Jimmy Tarmel's had a great, great year, done his job. Um... Yeah, so Dylan Edwards, they're, they're back three. Toto, Mansour, and Dylan Edwards, wow. Massive run meters. They're always getting involved, getting them out of their, their back end, their, their half, off their own line. Just, yeah, phenomenal. So thing I like with the Panthers, defense, they've got the best defense in the league, allowed the least amount of points in, points conceded. So they're leading that, the best in the league at that. They lead the league in runs and run meters, so... What this is telling me is they're, um, when they get their ball, they're just punching up the guts. They've just got big, strong, agile forwards, quick play the balls, very fit, tough, tough side. Um, and they've got the best completion rate in the, in the competition. So even two weeks ago when they, um, they beat the Eels, they, they won 20 to, 20 to 2, I believe. And um, the Eels' defense was phenomenal, just phenomenal. But the possession Penrith had that game, wow, they just, yeah. They just they just look like they're ready. They're ready. Young side, when the when the finals come, they might they might get too nervous. But this with the young side, I feel like they can just play what's in front of them. They know nothing less. There's, the expectations aren't really there. They just play footy, and they know they're going to be underdogs most of the time against the Storm and the Roosters. So 
that might favour them. Favour them. They might just come out and rip in. So then we'll go to the. I actually only think there are three contenders who can win the comp. So I've just talked about Penrith, and obviously well, I've talked about the others as well. Roosters and Storm. I believe they're just the three teams that can win the comp. I don't think anyone else can this year. Um. So it will be interesting. So you got your Roosters. I think every year. I I remember. I still remember hearing people maybe six, seven, six, seven weeks ago when they had all those injuries. Uh, Roosters are done. There's no way they can three-peat. They're done. Too many injuries. You know, I think they had seven starters out, seven of their 13 out. Um, Tupu was injured. The Morris boys copped it. Um, Corden has been in and out. Um, Crichton, front rowers. Hargraves was in and out. It was Jake Friend copped it. And they're just firing. Robbo's got them just peeking towards the finals. Build a momentum, things are clicking and they make that late run. They're just perfect timing. I'd I'd be scared to play them. I think I think they're 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 the team to beat, in my opinion, the Roosters. Um when they're all healthy, Tedesco at the back is just a freak. Best best player in the world. He's just Luke Curie hitting that that line so fast and hard. It's yeah, it's a scary team, so but anything can happen and then you've got the storm. Um Cam Smith, wow. He just he hasn't missed a beat this year. It just looks like he's gotten better. Just adapted to the new rules. Just phenomenal. Reads the game perfectly. Pappenhausen's gone to leap, leaps and bounds this year. Um, Jerome Hughes, what an animal. Um, probably his preferred position was fullback when he came in, played fullback, and now he's transitioned into the halves. He's just gone to another gear. Um, money monster. So, you know... They're that tough, gritty side, the Storm. So it's going to be very, very interesting. Um, most likely, Roosters and Storm will play in the first week of the finals. So it will be up at Suncorp Stadium, I believe. Um, so that's going to be a cracker. I can't wait to see that. Whenever those two teams match up against each other, it's just it's chaos. They're brilliant, brilliant matches. So they're my top top three teams, like I'm pretty sure 99% of people. Um, we'll stick with the Roosters for now, but... I'm I'm not counting anyone else out. Panthers, they've got it. Storm, so we'll see. Um, Parramatta Eels are sitting in fourth at the moment. I believe they have significantly dropped off, unfortunately. Um, I think Dylan Brown was a huge loss. I don't know if they're suffering from a bit of fatigue or they're just t- yeah tired. I don't know. They haven't had... The depth isn't really there. They haven't had many players have breaks and whatnot. They've all had to, you know, kind of slug it out to stay up there um, in the top four. So I'm not saying they can't can't make a late finals push, but just the effort's there. Let me put it that way. The effort's there. Their defense is phenomenal. They, they scramble for each other. They've got a good forward pack. Um, I just think attack, the attack, the offense. Um, Mitch Moses has to do more for me, dig into the line a bit more. Gutherson's been phenomenal. All effort, 100% effort every single match. Running meters, setting tries up, kick returns, little kicking game, um, line breaks, tries. He's just, yeah, tries for himself. He's just phenomenal. So, but we'll see. They might, they might prove me wrong. They might prove me wrong. So then we go into fifth position, the Canberra Raiders. Um, they've had a huge loss at the start of the year with um, Josh Hodgson, obviously, and everyone... Everyone kind of counted them out, like, they can't do anything, they've lost, 
a top top three hooker in the comp last year, but they've they've um I think they've proven that they can match it with some of the big te- with the big teams. They've they've beat the Roosters. They've um they beat the Storm at the start of the year. So we'll see. We'll see. Good halves. George Williams first year in the um NRL has been phenomenal. Jack Jack Whitney is just a freak. He is so big and strong. Just he's a Mack truck. He just him and Money Munster, Cameron Munster. They're probably the two elite five eights. I guess you got Kiri there. They're they're probably they're two best running five eights in the comp. Those two, Whitney and Munster. Whitney is just he'll run over you. He's so strong. He's just foot down. Munster kind of jinks around a bit. Got the footwork, but yeah. Back to the whole camera thing, the um, they're phenomenal. So I think, you know, they they should win first week of the finals, and we'll see how they match up with, you know, a a Roosters or a Storm or the Panthers. They they can do it. They can do it. So tough, tough, gritty side. Got got a good pack. You know, Bateman, Papali, Elliot Whitehead's been phenomenal. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Not counting them out yet, but. It'd be a huge ask coming out of outside of the top four to win the comp. Three three successive wins to um to get you in the grand final and then yeah, that's just it's asking a lot, but we'll see. Then we've got the the Knights, the Newcastle Knights sitting at sixth at the moment. They could fluctuate down to seventh, six. You'd for them you'd want to be sitting at six because you get the home home ground final up at Newcastle. Um They've had a tragic year with injuries. They're nines. They've gone through about bloody three or four nine um, hookers. Um, Blake Green signs, plays an unreal game. They look, everyone, you know, wow. Perfect perfect match for Piercy. Ponga gets, doesn't have to do as much. He can just chime in when um, the space is created for him, but he lasted one game in ACL. I'm pretty sure he's injured, so it's huge for the Knights ask. They've got the firepower, I guess, you know. So Feedy Boys and Clemmer up front. Um, Pierce, their their half um, can guide the team around. Kurt Mann's been playing phenomenal. It doesn't matter where you put him. Five eight hooker, I think he's named it this week. So, and then Ponger out the back. You know, top five, top five fullback in the league. But um, I can't see the Knights going all the way. Unfortunately, I can't see them matching, matching with the top teams. Um, a lot of those top teams when they've played them, they've just targeted Ponger, um, kicked away from him. Didn't let him just rush in no early ball and yeah, it was just tough, tough to watch. I think um the Knights next year they'll be building. This this will be something they'll build towards and for next year, you know, Tyson Frazel comes to the club and um yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think next year will be they'll be up there again competing in the top eight. They might push for a top four spot, so we'll see. Then we've got the Rabbitohs. They've um they're sitting in seventh. As I said, they could end up if they win on the weekend in six, get a home final, but we'll see how that all how that all pans out. I do believe the Rabbitohs, they might win week one, but I believe they can't match it with the top teams at the moment. Um, Latrell Mitchell's obviously a huge loss. Everyone was bagging him at the start of the year. Oh, you're not a fullback. You're not fit enough, da-da-da. He, um, he's been injured for the last month or two, so he's a huge loss. Um... I just yeah, I just don't think they can match with those teams. I th- I feel like the Rabbitohs next year, this will be a similar situation to the Knights. They might be building. Um, they've got the coach Bennett. Um, if he stays, obviously, I've, they've just got the coach and the team next year. Jairo coming down from the Titans. 
they might get a few um few others you know another signing or trail fit just that'll be very very interesting you know Jaiara in the middle with Cam Murray and then Cookie if he can just get it you know he's had a bit of a, a rough rough year he'll find his feet again and they're gonna be I think next year the Rabbits are a real real force um so even Jaden Sewer on the edge has been playing pretty well so I think the Rabbits 2021 they're they're gonna be ready they're gonna be competing Competing for a top four in a premiership. That's my, my prediction. And then in eighth position, the Cronulla Sharks. Um, as, I, as I've said before, Sean Johnson, Achilles snap, out for the season. Um, I, I don't think the Sharks... They haven't beat a top eight side yet. They might, they might beat the Canberra Raiders this weekend without um, all their star players. That might give them confidence that they need. They might... They might turn up and win, win the first week of the finals, but I don't. They're not going to be able to match it with um, the top teams, unfortunately. They're um, they're just making up numbers. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting off season for them. For feeders getting on, Moylan. I've heard rumours they want to get try and get rid of him. Eight hundred k a year. Um, so we'll see what see what happens for the Sharkies. Um, but yeah, I I believe they can't can't do too much this um, finals. So other news around the league, um, State of Origin schedule has been decided. So the grand final I think is the end of end of October, and then the fourth of November is the first game of State of Origin on a Wednesday night at Adelaide Oval. So that'll be a Queensland home game, and then the game two is the eleventh of November at ANZ Stadium. That's obviously a New South Wales home game. And game three will be the 18th of November at Suncorp Stadium up in Brizzy. So that's three consecutive three consecutive weeks. Origin will be be on and knocked over real quickly. So it'll be very. I think it's going to be pretty pretty interesting scene. Um, pretty interesting how the series is going to going to pan out. Um, it's going to be obviously a lot warmer. How they ref it for the new rules um, could be very exciting. So. We'll talk more about that when that gets closer, but that's all the schedules locked in. So, bring on Origin! I'm sure a lot of a lot of people will be revved up for that. And just another quick quick breaking news for um, rugby league: AFB Adam Fenua Blake has left the Manly Warringah Seagulls and has signed with the Warriors for next year. So apparently, he's over the Sydney lifestyle. He just wants to get out of Sydney, um, and yeah, he's gone back over to. Going to New Zealand, I think he's got some family over there, so I think it's a great pickup for the Warriors. Um, they're gonna, you know, they're building. If they can new coach next year, so they might get a few more signings. I know they've already got Ewan Aiken. Um, Fenua Blake's a massive signing, you know, probably top top five, top ten prop, top ten, top five prop on his day when he's firing. He's he's phenomenal for, for a big fella. Got a big engine, footwork, the offloads there, passing game, short balls. He's um. He's a, he's a big signing for the Warriors, so that's exciting times for them. So, yeah, exciting times in the NRL. Um, that's my predictions for the footy finals, top eight, who I think can win the comp and not. So, we'll just sit back and enjoy. Um, in two weeks, we'll preview each match. And then, yeah, so let's go. Let's bring on the footy. That's a wrap from me, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into my first episode. Sorry if I was a bit rusty. 
This is the start of something new, baby, where you're going to build a powerhouse. Next episode, we'll discuss NBA, talk about what's occurred in the bubble, review all the series that has gone by, preview the matches coming up. I can't wait. All you basketball fans, tune in. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. Even feel free to follow us on Instagram, at Paddy's Playbook. It really supports the podcast and we appreciate your support. If you think it was shit, let us know. Say, Paddy, the playbook's rubbish, mate. Throw it out the window. I'll cop that on the chin. Anyway, thanks again, guys. Catch you next episode. Enjoy the footy. You.